This is the Doctor. President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with a box. Anyone for Jilly, baby? I'm the Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castorbras. Hey, who fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Basil. I mean, Adam. And welcome to episode 64. So, Basil, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope you guys have had a cracking week and your excitement is ramping up to the imminent Doctor Who festival. Yeah, gosh, isn't it close? It is close. Well, it's a day away. A day away, yes. Some of you will be listening to this on the train to the festival tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It is on tomorrow, isn't it? It's Friday to Sunday. Yes, yeah, yes. I keep forgetting about that as well. Yes, it is on tomorrow. Yeah. Well, hopefully some of you will anyway. If not, don't bother going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is Jenna there on the Friday? Because I, I was, um, I know she was only announced for Saturday, Sunday, but have they added her to the Friday now? Do you know? Um, I do not know. Oh, I just wondered. I don't think they have, but I did see something. But like a lot of things on Facebook and Twitter, it, it often turns out to be just somebody playing a joke. And, uh, yes. and I have a feeling I saw she'd been added, and then it turned out that it was just somebody lying. Um, but I don't know, it might have been genuine, I really don't know. I hope she's been added, because it seems a bit unfair to those going on the Friday, if not. But. Yeah, yeah. The interwebs seem to be full of uh, amateur comedians these days. Yeah, it does, it's, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> um, if anyone's wondering why I said my name's Bowser, by the way, of course, it is a reference to, to something the Doctor said in, in this week's review episode, the Zygon Inversion, where he's asked his first name. Um, and I, I actually quite like the name Basil. <laughs> so I would actually... Yeah. Uh, I don't think he was telling the truth, though, do Of you? course not, no. no. But no. Uh, I, I like the name Basil. Basil! Basil. There was a um, a kid's uh, puppet character called Basil. Was it Basil Brush? Basil Brush. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Yeah. Many of our younger listeners won't know about that, but... Well, I don't yeah. know. I think they did do some awful um, sort of uh, new version of it not that long ago. So some of the middle-aged ones might. <laughs> some, of the, some of the grizzled ancients might. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Talking yeah, so of um, characters like that, are they bringing Danger Mouse back? Yeah, but... Which is um, cool. Yeah, I was going to say, although I haven't seen it, I think there's been a couple of episodes just, just gone out, actually. Um, although yeah. I haven't seen it, I've actually heard it's, it's, they've done a good job, which mm-hmm. I know is surprising, because very often these things get wrecked. Um, but apparently it's done a good job, and I have seen the trailers for it, and I have to say, they've kept the animation very, very sort of um, similar to the original. And it did look really good. Do you know what I mean? They hadn't sort of tried to jazz it up or... Or change him. K9 from the future, I'm looking at you. Uh, oh, they hadn't dear. sort of tried to modernise it at all. It looked like they just, you know, it just looked like a obviously a lot crisper and cleaner, but they hadn't sort of tried to do anything to it. So yeah, it looked quite promising actually. Yeah, it looked cool. It looked yeah. just like the old one. Yeah, it which did. Which is not yeah. a bad thing. Yeah, I'm not sure who's doing the voices though, because it was David Jason and Terry Scott before, wasn't it? So yeah. quite a hard act to follow. But yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to see if I can find them, because I, I quite like a bit of Danger Mouse. Yeah, we'll check out a bit of retro cartoonage. Bit of Reggie, yes, that's right, yeah. What have you been up to, mate? Um, well, I'm, I'm buzzing for the festival. I should be packing this afternoon. I don't know about you. You're getting all your, all your Who gear ready for the festival? I am. I'm not cosplaying, but I'm getting all my my stuff ready. I'll be packing later this evening. Yep. Uh, which Sonic are you bringing? Because I, I opened my drawer of Sonics and, uh, <laughs> and I, 
trying to I was thinking, you know, which Sonic should I take? You know, classic, a ten, because I'm only going to take one. Um, so I'm, I'm probably going to go with a classic. Uh, you bringing the Sonic? Yeah, I was thinking that. I was I was torn between um, uh, the Fourth Doctor's one and uh, one of the new ones, and I think I'll bring one of the new ones because um, it is. Uh, uh, I've got a slightly better quality one, which won't fall apart. Right. So I've got the Tenth Doctor's. You know, the one that they brought out as a TV remote. You're not going to bring that. Yeah. What if it gets broken? No way, buddy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that is a, that is a, is a, is a beautiful item. That is. Yeah. I hope it doesn't accidentally slip into my geek's handbag because uh, that would be terrible if I ended up bringing that home. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. <laughs> not, I'm a, not that I'm a tea leaf or anything. I was going to say, can you hear that, listeners? If it <laughs> accidentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like it's beautiful it's a beautiful TV remote actually someone was asking if I was bringing the, the Geeks handbag with me and I'm not for the very reason that um, it's it's not in the best of condition it's kind of falling apart and also I'm always worried about losing the badges on it I am a bit OCD about my stuff <laughs> so I was thinking because it's got like a Blue Peter badge on it which I, I actually genuinely won many years ago I was, you know my heart would break if I got home and then realised it was missing so I'm not bringing the bag um, but I am going to bring a Sonic I am going to bring the classic a classic Sonic I think um, yeah. So, so yeah just so we don't end up with matching Sonics like we did with our matching t-shirts at the Doctor Who Symphonic oh yeah, which, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was cool that was funny yeah yeah I must admit I, I don't know if I told you at the time but I did I did plan that you did yeah yeah, yeah I saw scamp. you saw you walking in when we was eating dinner I was like right I'm gonna get that same t-shirt on you little scamp you little you little whippersnapper why are you so what are you uh what are you most looking forward to uh, for the festival what are you most looking forward to apart from meeting me again obviously what 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 are you really looking forward to well you know as well as hanging out with you again. Um, <laughs> again. Again. Um, do you know what I'm, I'm most looking forward to? Just uh, just hanging out with people. I, yeah, I'll be honest too. with you. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to being um, around like the people who make the show and, you know, clapping a few eyes on on uh, some people that are in it and stuff. So that whole thing, I'm, obviously I'm very looking forward to that. But I'm mostly looking forward to just being around um, other Who fans and uh, some of our listeners and some other uh, podcasters and who, uh, YouTubers and stuff. So, yeah, I'm just looking forward to um, to being around other Who geeks, really. Yeah, uh, me too, me too. i got to say, there's, um, I'm looking very much looking forward to meeting up with our, our listeners and fellow YouTubers. And, um, and also, I'm looking forward to getting my picture with Capaldi with, with Tom Dix, uh, who's uh, one of our listeners. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but, yeah, I, I noticed they, they've, they've released a picture of some of the iconic sets that – some people have bought tickets for as well, including Jenna's bedroom and um, mm-hmm. uh, what's the other one you can get? Is it, is it the TARDIS set? I've actually forgotten what I've got a ticket for now because I haven't bought one for Jenna's bedroom, I have to be honest. Um, and it looks <laughs> tiny. Did you see the picture the BBC posted saying this, this, the iconic set is here at the festival? Did you see it? Yeah, broom cupboard. It's really, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it's like the broom cupboard from the old classic BB, BBC children's time which again a lot of our listeners won't remember but yeah it's like that in it really tiny little broom cupboard so yeah yeah yep. yeah um but yeah. yeah so i'm very much looking forward to that can't wait to meet up with people and it's going to be a good day and it's, apparently the weather's going to be absolutely dreadful which is not a problem because it's going to be inside all day um so yeah, yeah. We have to bring our um our question mark umbrellas yeah, Maybe. I was thinking that. I was thinking that, but um, again, my OCD is stopping me because I've just got a vision of it. I bet I guarantee you, the minute I opened opened it, it'd go inside out. I just know it would. 
<laughs> or it'd go flying off down the street like, no! I'm, I'm so looking forward to the festival, though. I cannot believe it's, it's here. Like you said, by the time people are listening to this, you'll probably be on your way or, or you know, or already got there, whatever. It's, um, yeah, it's come around quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's come around very quick. And, uh, yeah, so those of you who are attending today, if you're listening to this today, um, yeah, no spoilers, please. Because mm. they, they do tend to uh, have some cool little things happen at these events. There was, um, I did see that tomorrow uh, they're holding a little screening uh, for some of the scariest uh, Doctor Who episodes, apparently, for Friday the 13th. Oh, really? Oh, that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah. So there's a screening area somewhere. Mm. I don't know where. But they're going to be screening a few, um, a few scary ones. I know some people have said, are they going to be screening the next episode on the Saturday? But of course, it's it's on so late that actually the festival will will be fin- you know, done and dusted by then because I think it finishes about six. Um, the yeah. festival yeah. and the episodes on at I don't know eight ish. We never know what time it's on these days. Eight o'clock is it? Something like that. Twenty past eight. Ten past so eight. Kind of, I think. Yeah. So yeah. I doubt they'll do a screening for that, but most people. I guess we'll be able to get to a television somewhere mm-hmm. by by that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be cool if you get to the um, if you get to the uh, screening area. It's, they're doing it with the horror channel. Um, oh right. Yeah, and uh, they're going to be they're going to be playing quite a few. Some of them will be Attack of the Cybermen, uh, the Curse of Fenric, uh, the Daleks, and a few others apparently. Oh, excellent! That does sound good. I like, like the idea of that. Yeah. Now you may, I have to say, you may have to restrain me on the Saturday, Gary. Um, if uh, if tomorrow <laughs> is, if by tomorrow my Doom Coalition set has not arrived, which oh. it still hasn't, um, we are how many weeks are we since that got released? I think we're. I think it's five, possibly six weeks now. It, yeah, it's yep. at least. I was going to say it's well over a month. It's. I think it's six, nearly seven weeks actually since that got released. I'm still waiting for it. Um, despite emailing Big Finish a couple of times. So I'm afraid you may have to restrain me because I will be heading over to their stand and having a few words to them, and I may even push the stand over. So be prepared. I'm I'm pretty angry right now. Um, and I love Big Finish, but my love for them is fading. <laughs> it's not yeah. a good time for you and, and deliveries, mate, from it Big really Finish. It really is it really isn't. But, yeah, they've got a stand there. But there's also lots of other stands going to be there. And um, there's going to be an exclusive Doctor Who magazine, especially for the festival, which I love these little things. I love it when they do little bits of bobs like this, exclusives. Um, so, mm. you, I don't know, do you, do you get the Doctor Who mag? Because I, I subscribe to it, so I, I do get it. No, I used to. I haven't yeah. subscribed for about a year now, I think. Are you going to get one of these special ones for the festival, if, if there's any left? Because I think they're going to be quite limited. Yeah, I think so. If there's any left, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely going to pick one up. It's got a really good cover, actually, this week of, um, of uh, Clara in the cafe. Oh, the little waitress uniform thing. Yeah, yeah. which I'm kind of intrigued about because that's um, that's from, what's that episode where Matt gets zapped on the beach? It's from that episode, isn't it? Oh, yeah, from, was it, The Impossible Astronaut? Mm-hmm. So why are they have, why not, Yeah, so why, why are they going back there, do you reckon? Why is, why is she working there? Hmm. Mm. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, that just reminds me, actually, you, you're saying what, what I've been up to. I met the legendary Tom Baker last Saturday. Um, thanks to one of our listeners, Adam the Ultimate Whovian, 
um, he he gave me a link to the to the fest to this signing in Chiswick because it was sold out. And um, I went up there and I met with him. We had a, a superb day, and uh, Tom was in great spirits. And the guy in front of me in the queue actually got him to write who knows on his creator. He'd got the creator box set, you know, oh, with cool, the figure yeah. Yeah. painting, and he got Tom to sign it. Tom Baker, the creator, and then who knows. Oh, awesome. I know, I was a little bit jealous, actually. I was like, oh, because I've got that set, but I didn't bring it to sign. But I got my regeneration set signed by Tom. Oh, and, cool. um, yeah. He was just delightful. He really is such a nice man. He, he really threw me, though, because the first thing he said to me was, um, who's this to? And I said, oh, it's, it's to, to Adam, please. He said, have you been in the garden, Adam? Have you been gardening? And I <laughs> just didn't know what he meant. So I did a sort of nervous chuckle, as if, you know, like you do. Yeah. I was like, oh, what? Sorry. And I was like, I don't. Anyway, it turned out, of course, he was referring to Adam and Eve. I just didn't, you know, it was, it was quite a random thing. So it oh, took me a right. minute right. to get into it. And he sort of went, oh, never mind, and signed it. And we had, you know, just a nice sort of very brief sort of chat and stuff. But, yeah, it's great to meet Tom. And I, I've got another doctor in the regeneration set. So I'm doing quite well on my mission to get that, to get that signed. I've got to get Colin next. Colin. Colin. Um, I've got to get Colin next. Yeah, I've got, because yes. I've got Tom. Peter and Syl so far because I've got to get Colin, right, uh, which right. I probably won't be able to do till next year now, I suppose, because annoyingly, Colin's been doing about a billion conventions this year and somehow I haven't managed to get, get him to sign it. So I'm going to have to get him to do it next year. Yeah, you'll, as usual, he'll probably be at loads of them. Yeah, I did. Year. I did have a look to see where he's appearing. So I'll, I'll have to catch him at one of those. Yeah. So, yeah, that was great. And it was really good to hang out with Adam. He's, as I say, he's one of our listeners and we had a fun day up there. He'd got his multicolored scarf on and i'd got the brooding maroon tom baker scarf on so we sort uh, of yes. represented both eras that was cool oh nice one yeah it was a really good day actually really really cool but the kid i mean like it was you know like when we went to a convention there a couple of months back to meet daphne yeah it was busy-ish wasn't it but not yeah. not that busy it was really swamped i mean that they'd tom had really brought the crowds out it was pretty packed in there mate we like um when i come out i mean i was probably Fairly close to the front of the queue, I suppose, but not that close. When I came out, I couldn't believe the queue that was still waiting to go in when I came out of the little signing room. I thought it was, you know, I knew there's a few people behind me. But I come out and it was literally stretching all around the hall because it's not that big a hall anyway. Um, it was just, yeah, it was just immense, the amount of people that turned out to see him. Yeah, and he was just a doctor, mate. He is, he is, yeah. He's pretty iconic, isn't he? Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, it was good. good oh, I got to meet Nicholas Parsons as well. Oh, cool. He yeah. was there because he was in Curse of Fenric. Um, yeah, he, I'd been warned he wasn't in a very good mood. <laughs> um, oh. So I was a little bit like, oh. But he was fine. I must admit, I had no problem with him. He did get a bit touchy because my camera wouldn't work. I actually took my proper camera this time. And after three attempts, it wouldn't take the picture. So I kept saying, has it done it? Sat next to him, obviously, looking at it. No, no, it hasn't taken. And so I was getting a bit like, oh, my God, he's going to snap in a minute. Um, but he was fine with me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You've got he did one of those ask, faces, mate. I just got one of those faces. People one can't those be faces. mad at you. I've got uh, the perfect face for podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they say? A bit like Grimmy, the perfect face for radio. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a good day. So that's what I've been up to. Uh, what about you, mate? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, um, I've been doing a lot of classic watching over the last mm -hmm. week. Um, I've no idea why. I just thought I'm in the mood for loads of classic who. Don't know why. Yeah. Um, so I've watched. Um, I've watched a couple of Colin Baker's. Um, I Which ones? Quite a few. Um, Tom. Well, I went back and watched Survival again. 
Oh, because, yeah. Yeah, we didn't really rate that. Well, I didn't rate that um, too, too uh, positively when we did it on the, the, the official review. And any better on a second watch? Um, not really. I mean, it was, I can, it, it's one of those episodes where I can appreciate its moment in history. Okay. You know, as being the last episode. Have of, you ever of, watched it with the fan commentary? No. Oh, you should no. watch it with the fan commentary. It's quite, it's quite fun. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. So um, I watched through that one. Um, I also watched Ghostlight again, um, which I and I love the the music to Ghostlight. Yeah, it's got yeah, such it's a good, good soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Um, went back and watched um, a couple of Davison ones, um, and then I stuck on the um, uh, I stuck on the box set for um, uh, Keeper of Traken and Legopolis and stuff. That was very cool. Um, it's one of my favourite box sets, actually. I think, mm. I think mainly for Nostalgia Regents because it's some of the earliest Doctor Who I can remember, um, and I just love those three stories um, in yeah. that set. Really but good. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people find them a bit depressing, a little bit kind um, of yeah. downbeat and stuff, and they, they're not the, um, they're they're certainly not filled with any humour, and it's not like a, you know, one of the brighter episodes or stories or box mm. sets. Um, but they're still very good, though. I find them really well really well paced and written some people find them a bit slow and depressing but yeah i i, I love um uh keeper of the truck and uh and legopolis it's really good i was uh, gonna say that you talk about the music as well i always find the music in legopolis i absolutely love it yeah you know when yeah. tom's regenerates really yeah it's a very much of its time but i absolutely love the music in, in legopolis it's yeah. quite funky in castrovelva as well isn't it it's all yeah. there's almost a bit starsky and hutch yeah, like when, they're, yeah. when they're running towards the TARDIS, we've got like the well well guitar and stuff. It's very unlike um, Who. I, I really like it. Yeah, well, they had that in uh, Legopolis as well. Yeah. When they're towards the end, when they're running around the field near the yeah. pylon and stuff, it gets a bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. So, yeah, very just nice. had a bit of a. Watch another one. So what else did I watch? Um, oh, I think it was. Oh, The Web of Fear. Yes, yeah, that The Web of Fear back on. Web of Fear. Yeah. Oh, Web of Fear. Oh, yes. Yeah. For some reason, Trouton. Yes, Trouton. For some reason, I was thinking of the Web Planet. I was thinking, what <laughs> earth are you watching that for? Um, yeah, yeah, Web of Fear. Oh, right. God, yeah. yeah. So I've, I've had a, for... a good old classic rewatch. Um, yeah, it's a good really. one, isn't it? Yeah. I have to say, um, you know the lady who, who we were trying to remember from last week's episode, uh, the unit woman? I think her name was Jack. Remember we struggled to find think of her name? Yes. Woman with a gap in her teeth. Yeah. She she was at this signing on on Saturday, oh, okay. and um, I because I was in the queue for Tom so long, I sadly missed meeting her. Well, I was going to get her autograph, but somebody I was in the queue with actually did go and get her autograph. And just as a little thing of interest, she was signing hers because she got killed, didn't she? We didn't we didn't see her again after this week, did we? So, yeah, she got killed. Yeah, she got obliterated in the ambush. She was signing her autographs to whoever. And then she was putting the best is yet to come in brackets and then signing a name. And we were like, oh, mm. what does that mean? Best Ooh. is yet to come. So, yeah, I was a little <laughs> bit disappointed. I would like to have got to see her, actually, because she seemed really nice. But sadly, she was only signing for a couple of hours. And the, although that sounds quite long, I was in the queue for so long for Tom that I missed her. But it didn't feel like a couple of hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just sort of come out and she'd gone. But, yeah, intriguing. The best is yet to come. Hmm. So maybe we haven't seen the last of it. Well, You've, or you never, the Zygons. Yeah, you truly never see the last of anybody. No, not Doctor on Moffat's Who, watch. Yeah, not on no, Moffat's watch, yeah. That's true, that's true. Yeah, cool. So, yes, all in all, a pretty pretty good week, yeah. So We've waffled far. for long enough. 
I think we have. I think we need to. I think we need to land old sexy and do the news. <laughs> Give me the news. Give me the news. If you've been wanting to replace your uh, Doctor Who DVD collection with a digital version, um, you could be in luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so quite um, out the blue, I would say, uh, the BBC have released um, pretty much their entire back catalogue of all of their TV shows um, digitally. Yes, yeah. Which is a... Um, which is a good move. Um, slightly, uh, it's slightly late to me. Um, I think uh, I, th I think uh, digital versions of of TV and films have been around for a few years now. Yeah. Um, so it's slightly late in terms of the world of you know physical or digital media, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's quite it it's quite a cool thing if you're if, if it's something that you want to to download and own and, and have with you and backed up on hard drives and all that stuff. It's very cool, but obviously it will cost you, <laughs> um, it, it will cost you that money again, you know, to purchase these. However, they are slightly cheaper than you would buy the DVD or Blu-ray version. Yeah, true. Um, and it seems to me that they've got pretty much everything on there with the exception of the classic, uh, doctors. Um, uh, but so yeah, so the the actual service is, itself is called BBC Store, which is this new um, online shop where you can go and purchase your your digital stuff, and it's kind of a lead on from the uh, the digital series that they did. I think it was beginning of this year or last year, where the B I think it was BBC America teamed up with um, BitTorrent. Yes, that's right. And yeah. they did. Uh, I think you got four or five episodes. I. I remember posting. I've got it downloaded somewhere, and um, and that was that was all legal. Should I mention? As soon as people hear the word BitTorrent, they're like, "It's illegal." Mm. Um, but um, what a lot of people don't realise is the actual the actual app and program and the actual you know system of of, of torrenting files is perfectly legal. Um, it's just when people you know decide to to copy stuff and put it up there that's it's the actual file sharing and the files themselves that which is the illegal bit but um but the BitTorrent thing was completely legal and they you could purchase it and stuff and that was quite cool but the quality wasn't fantastic on those oh, right. so i'm hoping that these ones will be slightly better seeing as we're getting them we're getting them directly from uh from the bbc yeah um and yeah so you've got all of the new stuff that's all there so everything from Eccleston through to now, or series eight, should I say, um, is all present and all all there, and you can get each series um, for around. Well, the the Capaldi stuff is around twenty quid, mm. so series eight um, is nineteen ninety nine. When you go back through to the other Doctors though, so the Matt Smith one, so. Uh, series six is thirteen ninety nine. Series five is twelve ninety nine, and that sort of thing. And then back to to Eccleston. It's interesting that um, they're all most of them are twelve ninety nine, but for some reason, 
uh, series two and three of thirteen ninety nine. I'm not sure why, but mm. so roughly that. And then when you go back into um, the classic stuff, um, you can't you can't buy you can't buy an entire classic Who collection, but you can purchase most of their episodes individually, and they're all a fiver. All right, so they have got they have got some classic Who on there. They've got loads of Who on there. Okay. Actually, actually yeah. they range. Actually, it's it's good. so. Um, so Peter Davison, for example, the King's Demons mm. uh, is two ninety nine. Um, same for things like the Awakening and that sort of thing. But some of the some of the episodes, like um, Mordrin Undead, is six ninety nine. Mm. Um, but the majority of the classic stuff is a fiver. So it's roughly the same as buying a, a classic DVD off the BBC shop or Amazon or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with the classic stuff, they haven't got every episode of each Doctor there. That's the only thing to bear in mind. They've right. got most of them on there, or should I say some of them, depending on which Doctor. So, yeah, there's most of them on there. So I might purchase one and, and see what the quality is like. See what it's like. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember like um, when they first added some of these to iTunes, I, I picked up some of the classic stories. I sort of liked the thought of having a digital copy to watch on the train or whatever, and um, yeah, the quality really varied on the iTunes ones. I mean, they they weren't they didn't look like the remastered versions like you get on DVD. I mm. remember the the Deadly Assassin, for example, I purchased and was it was pretty bad. It had like the the audio actually cut out of one speaker for um, half an episode. So halfway through episode two or three, I can't remember now, the audio just cut out from one speaker. So you only had audio in one in the left speaker, I think it was, for, for half an episode. I remember thinking, this is really bad. You know, and I, I contacted iTunes about it, and they, nothing was done. They, they didn't even know what I was talking about, even though it's perfectly simple. Um, it just, you know what I mean? It was like banging my head against a brick wall, mm. <laughs> trying yeah. to tell them. Yeah. But, the, but the, yeah, the, the sort of quality of the iTunes ones wasn't great, um, even though they're, you know, they're, you know, official and everything. So it'd be interesting to see. I would hope, because these are a bit more expensive, and, you know, like you said, it's the official BBC store, so I'd hope they've put like the the remastered versions on. Hopefully, yeah. You'd think so. You would think so. Yeah. None of them. None of the titles um, in the list actually say like special edition or remastered or anything mm. like that. So I'm not sure. But yeah, you'll have to watch the pricing as well because the BBC have been a bit clever um, with certain episodes. So certain episodes that they know that fans, you know, are very popular with with classic fans. So things like Genesis of the Daleks. Mm. Um, is eight quid, right? You know, so they're 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 pricing it sensibly, should I say? Um, uh, and other things like um, uh, Face of Evil and Robots of Death, that kind of thing. Horror Fang Rock, they're seven quid, and um, Talons of Wing Chiang is eight pounds. So it just depends on which ones you want to you want to dip into, I suppose. But I might download it. I might purchase a couple. Uh, and just see what they're like. I'm not. I'm, yeah, I don't plan on replacing my entire collection with them, but it's quite cool. It's quite cool that it's there if if you want to go in and and also for new viewers as well. Yeah. So for for new fans of who are who want to get into the classic stuff, but you've got no room to have DVDs anywhere, or some people don't even have DVD players anymore. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is quite cool for those as well. So if you go, yeah. So it's um if you just go to store.bbc.com. Um, and just do a search for Doctor Who. They're all on there. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I, I, if this is where me and my partner completely differ. 
um, I love the having a proper format, so I've got all the DVDs. Uh, my other half would would be completely opposite and would have all the digitals and no DVDs at all. Oh, yeah. uh, if yeah. uh, if the choice was there, just talking about prices, actually, it just reminded me um, the the you know the series nine of, of Doctor Who has been released in two parts uh, by the BBC. So we've got um, series nine part one and series nine part two coming out in January. Yes, and series nine part two has just gone up for pre order on Amazon for 50 pounds now that can't be right surely because series the first part series nine part one was like 20 pounds i think they must have got that wrong surely it can't possibly be 50 pounds for half a series no no i think yeah amazon do that from time to time do they yeah i've seen that before where they've put stuff up and you think huh how how can it possibly be that amount and then literally within a few days it's it's down to to normal it can't be. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I'm not buying them in, in separately anyway. I'm going to wait for the complete box set. I don't know about you. Um, but yeah, that just seemed crazy pricing. Like you said, it can't can't be right. They must yeah. amend it. Anyway, moving on from pricing and DVDs into other news, and Moffat fans are going to be delighted. He's uh, <laughs> he signed up for at least 13 more episodes. Um, I th- Do you know what? I think the Moffat is actually, I think he's found a new burst of of um life for doctor who i don't know about you i think in series seven of that he was kind of just going through the motions and he's i was saying this to one of our listeners this morning actually i think he's mixed things up a bit i think he's found a fresh fresh interest in this because why else would he sign on for series 10 and so and and he seems to be gunning for more than the 13 episodes as well don't you think yes yeah Uh, um he's he's definitely shaken it up Mm. You're, you're you're bang on there. It's or he's um, at least trying to. Do you know what I mean, he's, he's definitely taken a few more risks yes. in series nine. Yeah, and in series nine, I'm not I, the overall feeling that that I get from from lots of our listeners and, and other Who fans is that series nine is is off to a a, a belter. Yeah, you know that everything we've seen so far, well, most of what we've seen so far has been very very good. Yeah. So he's obviously doing something right at the moment. Um, it's just, he, I think because of some of the, some of the stuff that we had to put up with from like series six and seven and, Mm. you know, some of series eight, it has left a bit of a sour taste for a lot of fans. Yeah. Um, and he is also, he's got a massive bullseye on his back as well. So whenever, (laughs) whenever anything, I wonder what you're going to say. Yeah. (laughs) Whenever anything goes wrong, if there's an episode that isn't quite as good within a series or anything like that. Immediately, you have everyone saying, "You know, Moffat has to go," and all that yeah. stuff. So yeah. he's he he's been under a lot of pressure, I would say, the last few years. But he does, like you say, he does seem to be he does seem to be pulling it out of the bag recently. Um, mm. So yeah, another at least another thirteen. So yeah, what, he has. It's not. I mean, there's been a bit of um, thing in the press recently about we're only going to get half a series and that. And he's this was sort of taken as saying, ah, oh, well, it's safe. We've got a full series next year. But he has been quite careful with his wording with this because he's he said, yeah, I'm up, I'm up for making, th- I'm contracted for at least 13. I'd like to do more. The scheduling, however, is completely up to the BBC. So mm-hmm. they will speak is what he said. Um, he says, I, this is what he's quoted saying, I know that what I've signed on to do is 13 more episodes, dot two, including a Christmas special. I'm trying to argue for slightly more than that, but we'll see. Uh, and basically he's saying, and then he says, you know, about the scheduling, he says, you know, the, it's, that's down to BBC, they will speak. 
So uh, I don't know. He's kind of saying I'm making them, but when they'll get shown, when they'll go out, blah blah blah, is nothing to do with me. You know. Mm. So I don't know. You got to read between the lines a little bit there, but it's it is great. And Capaldi is also on board for this this run of episodes as well. That's been confirmed, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. Which is great because again, there's been all these stupid tabloid um things recently about him leaving and the fans hating him and blah 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 which is simply not true um so yeah it's great that he's on board and quite frankly i'm 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 perfectly happy with peter in the role at the minute i i, I don't want to see him go anywhere yet no i'm the same i'm happy with that so yeah i think a lot of people are um really getting into his take on on the doctor at the moment it's very good i think so yeah yeah, yeah. so the moth Sticking around for a little bit longer. And it does sound like the Doctor's going down that darker route. Um, there was a good quote later on in this article, actually, um, just talking about the Doctor going on a bit of a journey, you know, saying he's, he has, the Doctor, this is, has started to enjoy life more in Series 9, but things are about to take a dramatic turn, which is going to see um, the more cynical, closed-off and suspicious Doctor return for, you know, later in the series and for the next series, Series 10. So that does sound good because I guess, like a lot of people, I don't know about you, I've been a little bit unsure about some of the humour or some of the ways that, that uh, Capaldi's been written in Series 9, although I'm really enjoying it. There's been moments when I felt like, ah, oh, it's a bit of a character, like the tank scene that you mentioned and stuff. So I, But if it's all part of a plan, you know what I mean? If it's all to lead up to whatever's going to happen and him really going dark or whatever, then I'm all up for that. Yeah. I think that's good because otherwise, yeah, otherwise you just get a consistency of the same thing. So if it's all part of a big grand plan, which it sounds like it is, and we are going to get to see Capaldi being the proper Dark Doctor that I believe he can be, then, yeah, I'm all up for it. I and mean, it makes me even more excited for the next series, actually. Yeah, me too, man. There, yeah. there is one, there was, just quickly, there was one thing that I'm still not sure if they're going to uh, delve into it a little bit, and that is... During the 50th anniversary, um, so the Day of the Doctor episode, um, near the end, or sorry, right at the end, it was revealed to the Doctor that um, Gallifrey wasn't destroyed. Yeah. Because the, um, you know, the naming of the painting and stuff. Um, and I, I thought that the, the overall story arc and stuff like that from the Doctor from that point onwards... I thought his mission would be to try and find and rescue, I suppose, Gallifrey. Mm, a lot of people did. Yeah, yeah, and we've not seen any of that yet. We, we've only even had Gallifrey mentioned a couple of times and that's it. Mm, true. So we've not had any of that storyline where the Doctor's like, right, Gallifrey wasn't destroyed. It's kind of held in a single moment in time somewhere and it's re- it's rescuable. So, But he's they've not they've not tumbled down that rabbit hole at all. So no. I'm a bit confused as to why they, they set that up, but then nothing's been done with it. So, But I've got a feeling um, that might be about to change. I mean, without going into spoilers, if you've read the synopsis for, or, or I don't know, not next week's, possibly the week's after. Have you read it? I don't want to say in case you haven't. Um, was that Face the Raven? I think so. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, right. Because Gallifrey is mentioned. Um, and I, I don't know. I have a feeling we might be heading maybe slightly in that direction, but not, not quite as, um, as like you said, not quite the mission that we thought he was going to be on uh, after Day of the Doctor. But, yeah, I think we're going there. I think we're definitely going to okay. going to go down that route. But how far down that route, I don't know. Mm, be interesting mm. to see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 
Uh, last bit of news for you guys. Um, if you're in the US, uh, you lucky peeps. Uh, Fingers on buzzers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, you'll be able to see the Christmas special in cinemas or in theaters <laughs> um, on December 28th and 29th uh, at 7.30 local time, mm. uh, which is pretty cool. And um, it's not just a, a showing of the uh, the Christmas special. You get a 15-minute um, uh, making of feature it to a company, mm. which is very cool. Yeah. Um, so I think we had this early on in the year. So there's, there's a company out in the US or based in the US called Fathom Events. And if any US listeners uh, want to check out uh, how to get tickets and stuff, it's just fathomevents.com. They did another screening as well. I'm pretty sure it was for the season opener. Ooh. The series opener, sorry. Didn't they do one for Dark Death in Heaven? Yes. Yeah. yeah, which apparently was a bit of a flop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. But yeah, so yes, if you want to go and see Doctor Who on the big screen, or if you want to see the Christmas special anyway, uh, you'll be able to do so. I think it's at, you know, the the bigger cinema chains in the US. Yeah. Um, you'll be able to go and, and see that. Um, I mean, obviously it's going to be, it will have already been shown on the TV then. I suppose this is just if you want to really experience it on a big screen with loud surround sound or whatever yes uh, is, is it yeah. something you would do i mean I suppose it depends how good the episode is actually but is that something you'd be tempted to do if you were you know in the states uh, i don't think so no no i don't something like the 50th anniversary where there was a lot of uh, yeah hurrah around it and stuff yeah i'd probably go and see that um because i didn't get to go and see that at the cinema and there was something came up and i couldn't go so I'd, i would have liked to have seen that but I'm just, you know, uh, a, a series episode or a Crimbo special? Probably not. No, I think part of it as well is the fact that you're going to see it with other fans. It's a bit like with the festival, you know, that half the excitement is actually experiencing it in a big room with other fans and wooing and whooping at all the right moments. Where, But that only really applies to an episode that you won't have seen, I guess. Yes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like in the 50th, I, I, I didn't get to see it in the cinema, but... I heard, you know, people were like, you know, there were certain moments where everybody was gasping, like when we saw Capaldi's eyes, you know, and that's what makes the cinema experience brilliant of something like this. But, but of course, this will have already been seen by people, I would assume. So it kind of takes that away from it. So I don't know. It's a bit like the, the Sherlock special is being shown in the cinemas, um, the Christmas special that's coming up. And I'm kind of tempted with that. I know you're not really, you're not so much of a Sherlock fan, are you? But... Mm, not really. It does. It does look good. I mean, the, the trailer for it looks it's great, and I, I I love Sherlock, so I'm slightly tempted with that. But again, the, the the main thing about it is the fact that I'd be seeing it with people who haven't already seen it, and we'll all be going, oh, and ah, and you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. it's been part of that atmosphere. Um, yeah. So I'm not too sure, but if you want to go and see it on the big screen, yeah, it's what is it, December 28th, 29th? Yes. Um, 7:30 yeah. local time. <laughs> 7:30 local time. Yeah. Not Greenwich Mean Time. No, certainly not. So something like Pacific or whatever it is. Yeah. Do excuse my terrible American accent. That was me actually trying to mimic the Doctor uh, in the Zygon inversion, which we'll come on to later. <laughs> was it? I couldn't tell. Really? Just in case it wasn't clear. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to wrap up news. Yeah. Adam. Hello. My good man. Hello there. Am I a good man, though? Are you a good man? Am I a good man? Please tell me and our listeners what we're reviewing this week. We're reviewing the Zygon Inversion. What is it that you actually want? 
war. Ah, ah, right. And when this war is over, when you have a homeland free from humans, what do you think it's going to be like? Do you know? Have you thought about it? Have you given it any consideration? Because you're very close to getting what you want. What's it going to be like? Paint me a picture. Are you going to live in houses? Do you want people to go to work? Will there be holidays? Oh, will there be music? Do you think people will be allowed to play violins? Who's going to make the violins? Well, oh, you don't actually know, do you? Because, like every other tantruming child in history, Bonnie, you don't actually know what you want. So let me ask you a question about this brave new world of yours. When you've killed all the bad guys, and when it's all perfect and just and fair, when you have finally got it exactly the way you want it, what are you going to do with the people like you? The troublemakers. How are you going to protect your glorious revolution from the next one? We'll win. Oh, will you? Well, maybe, maybe you will win. But nobody wins for long. The wheel just keeps turning. So come on, break the cycle. Mm-hmm. 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 That was a very, um, very yeah. thought-provoking. Yes, we'll come on to that scene in a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so the Zygon inversion. <laughs> Some very clever naming going on. Yeah. It was. What was this going to be called before? It was uh, uh, just, I think it was the inversion of the Zygons. <laughs> I, honestly, I think because I asked somebody this, and I asked our, our good friend and listener, Jay Kent, in, in a chat the other day, because we were talking about it. And I was like, yeah, well, what was the original title? Thinking it would be something completely different. And I think it was the inversion of the Zygons. So they didn't change it much. But, uh, but I like what they did. Yeah, the Zygon invasion, the Zygon inversion works very nicely. It does indeed. So this picks up where um, the Zygon invasion left off. Yeah. Where we have um, uh, the copied Clara, Bonnie. Bonnie. Um, is calling the shots. Um, she has basically managed to uh, pretty much... I mean, this is one of those episodes I found that uh, the Doctor has very cleverly kind of engineered the outcome from very early on. Mm. Um, I found which is quite cool but uh, as we pick up the episode anyway the um, uh, Bonnie uh, this Zygon has uh, has taken control pretty much they've killed lots of people lots of um, uh, of uh, other Zygons I guess um, and have kind of yeah I've got the Doctor and Unit up against the ropes yeah for a good for a good part of this episode until that scene that we just heard the clip from um and it's not there isn't as much going on in this one as there was last week. Um, I found. No. I found that it was a bit more um it was very much heading towards towards the conclusion that we were hoping for. Yeah. Whereas in last week's one we had um as well as that amazing cliffhanger. Mm. Um we had quite a bit going on. We had people separated and and, and other stuff. Whereas this one it all comes together kind of two-thirds of the way through, and then we have this really cool uh, conclusion and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, right, off the bat, what did you think to to the inversion? 
off the bat, I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really did. I, I watched it. Um, I watched it quite late to begin with at night. Um, and I just thought it was fantastic, but I was really tired. And then I watched it again um, a few days after, and I and I just thought it was brilliant. I think as a, as a two parter as well, because like you said, there there is less going on in this one, but I think as a two parter, it's just brilliant. Yeah, really liked it. How about you? Good. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was on par with last week. Right. Yeah. So I I thought it was so good. Mm. I thought it was so good, and uh, I've I've heard a lot of people saying, "Oh, it's not as strong as last week," and I've also seen a lot of people saying, "Oh, it's much better and stuff." But I I think that you could watch both of these back to back, and it would just be a seamless, very very good story. Yeah, I think um, you, the, the first part sort of the build up, and then the second part is all the resolution of it. Yeah, um, which is how I just think as an overall two part, it's it's brilliant. Yeah. I'm I'm actually thinking it might be the best two parter we've had in a very very long time. Yeah, um, yep. I really think it's strong. Yeah, um, yeah, I just re- I, I've got so much positivity towards this episode, but as the story overall, yeah, yeah, I think it's one of the strongest we've had in probably a couple of years. Yeah. I would and I, say. And I actually found myself, I don't normally, um, I actually found myself being quite defensive um, straight after the episode. I don't normally get involved in, because everybody's entitled to their opinion and I would never, ever try and say otherwise. But I actually found myself getting <laughs> quite defensive because there was a few people. I, I, I locked horns with Matt, one of our listeners from Who Alex Reviews over this because he, he put up a tweet saying um, he just thought it was, you know, his initial reaction of the episode wasn't great. And I was like, what are you talking about? I found myself getting really passionate <laughs> defending it. Because I was like, the, most of the reaction I saw to it was positive. But there were some people that just, you know, didn't get it, thought it was slow, thought it was boring. Um, and I, it's a, I can't remember the last time I, I got that passionate defending an episode. And, you know... I will. I don't normally sort of tell people, say to people, "You're wrong. It's brilliant," you know, <laughs> because everybody's entitled to their opinion. But there was um, uh, the guys from. I listened to a podcast, Prog, Prog to Who, and I love those guys. And I couldn't believe that they didn't enjoy it. I was sort of looking at their tweets, and they were sort of saying, "Did I watch the same episodes as everyone else?" And I was getting quite annoyed. I was like, "What are you talking about, it, Mark? It's brilliant," you know. And I listened <laughs> to their podcast, and they they on a rewatch, they enjoyed it a lot more. But I, it's a long time since I've got that passionate defending an episode and i that that actually in a way is a good thing because it just shows me how much i enjoyed it if you know what i mean I, yeah I, I thought it was brilliant i really did yeah no i totally agree mate there was um it fortunately though there wasn't too much um bad press or bad reviews knocking about for this one i think the majority mm. of people uh was was into it and and enjoyed it yeah um and i think for some reason, it. I'm not sure if anyone else agrees with me on this one, but for some reason, this this one had a classic feel to it. Oh, I thought so. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know what it was about it, but I think it was maybe to do with. Um. It, I think it was ha- something to do with the the doctor being. Uh, it must be Capaldi, for me in this one because, mm. and the way that he was written and some of the story, it just seemed to have the doctor doing his thing coming across as at times where he didn't really know what was going on and you could see in his face there was 
a couple of moments of of, of panic almost. But, yeah. you know, at, towards the end of the episode, you knew that he had everything sorted. Yeah. You know, it was one of those plans where he, he could see this coming, he had it all sorted, and then we had that amazing scene where it all comes together. And, yeah, so it had maybe it was the pacing as well. Maybe the way it was paced as well. It wasn't non-stop explosions every 20 seconds and there wasn't, mm. you know, unit legging around. And, mm. you know, it did have a, it was slightly, the, it moved along okay, but the pacing between scenes and there was, a, there was a bit of silence in scenes as well. You know, you mm. had time to breathe. You had time to take in, you know, what was going on with certain things. So I, I really like that about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that because sometimes the music, I, I've said this before, I, I love Murray's music and I have to say it's been phenomenal in this two-parter, I think, really brilliant. Um, but but a lot of the time it has been quite subtle as well, which we don't always get from Murray. Sometimes it is a bit too much in your face and sometimes you can't hear what they're saying. But yeah, we actually got moments of silence in this and moments of just very, very subtle music, to, like you said, to allow the episode to breathe and um, take in what was actually happening. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what I loved just straight off the bat as well was when we got that cliffhanger last week, we both loved it, but we both sort of said when you, th- uh, you know, five minutes after, if you think about it, we'd all seen those pictures with Capaldi with the Union Jack parachute. So we kind of like thought, oh, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, it's pretty obvious he's going to parachute out. But what I loved about this episode was that it took that cliffhanger and it did something different with it that. I really wasn't expecting. So straight away, I loved where we were going because mm-hmm. it cut to Clara being in the pod in her bedroom and moving the TV to move the gun and having that interaction with her Zygon, you know, counterpart. And I just loved it because, I mean, there's no way you could have predicted that, I don't think. Um, so straight away, I, I loved what was going on. that they'd, they'd taken that cliffhanger and thought, yeah, people are going to guess that they parachute out, but we'll do something, you know, we'll throw this in to make it different and you know you'd have to be pretty good to work out they were going to do that i think I, I loved all that all that business in the flat and her you know saying you know feeling her pulse and saying i can you know don't lie to me i i've got your pulse here i know yeah. when you're lying to me i yeah. thought it was such a really nice a very simple and it, and it totally worked because you could sort of say well, why is clara in the bedroom being out of control you know bonnie or whatever but it, it worked for me. I thought, yeah, she's in the pod. It's her subconscious. It's how, you know, how she sees her subconscious and everything in that room is representing what's going on in the world and stuff. It, you know, it, for me, it totally worked. And I, I thought it was a great start to the episode. I think some people who, were, who didn't enjoy it, so they found that bit really slow. But for me, I thought it was great. And it, and it totally took me by surprise. That's why I liked it. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And it's one of those times as well where you think, wow, um, a lot of people have... Uh, have not been very uh, complimentary about Clara over the last uh, series or two. Mm. But in this series, I'm really liking her. Same here. I'll be honest with you, mate. I, I yeah. thought that it would be okay. When I, before this series started, I thought, right, how long is it going to be before they off Clara? Yeah. Because based on the last couple of series, I've just been, oh, let's just, let's just offer early on. Let the doctor run solo for a while and then pick up a new companion. But mm. I'm actually, I'm actually going to be sorry to see her go. I wouldn't have thought, I never thought I'd say that based on the last couple of series. But yeah, I think she's really good this series. Yeah, ditto. I was going to say, well, you know, I mean, I've been critical of Clara and Jenna in the past, especially series seven and that. But no, 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 they've done a, they've done a really good job of because she was slightly sidelined in Magician's Apprentice. 
and and um, which is familiar by Missy. And there was that fear, wasn't it, that because she wasn't initially supposed to be in this series, that she was going to be a bit sidelined. Yeah. And she wasn't even in pretty much the girl who, the woman who lived, apart from the last few minutes. But yeah, so she's been more subtle in this this series, but she's been brilliant. And I, like you, uh, there would have been a time when I'd have just been so pleased to see her go. But I am actually going to miss her. But the timing is absolutely right now. Um, yeah, because tell, because yeah. I will miss her because if she stayed any longer I would be sick of her um, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it but yeah I, I, I am actually thinking that they've done a really good job and Jenna's done a great job actually she was she was fantastic in this episode doing the dual roles I actually love her I really liked her as Bonnie um, just being evil um, <laughs> yeah they've done a really good job building building her back up and I'm, I'm going to miss her uh, well I'm going to be moved by her leaving a lot more than I would have been if she'd have gone perhaps a series or two back. Uh, an awful lot more. Mm. Yeah. 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 No, I agree, mate. It's going to, and I, from what we hear, her departure is going to be relatively sad as well. Yeah. So I think we're in, yeah. I think we're in for a big, well, I don't know. I don't want to build it up too much, but I, yeah, it sounds like we're going to be in for, I think Jenna has got so many fans out there. You know, there's a lot of people that are a bit, you know, not taken with her, but, but there's also an awful lot of fans out there um, that really love Jenna. Mm-hmm. And I think from what we're hearing, they are going to be heartbroken yeah. when she, uh, by her exit. I don't know. It's, I, I don't know what the moth's got in store, but yeah, it sounds like the doctor's going to be going to go nuts. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I must admit, in the, in the nicest way, I can't <laughs> wait. I think, yeah, I really can't wait to see what happens. Yeah. No, I read you. So Clara was really strong in this one, I thought, and she was, mm. she she almost, for the for the middle part of the episode, she almost steals the show. Yeah, where that whole scene where she's in her mind, she's awake in the pod, and she's communicating with Bonnie, and they've got the whole "I can tell if you're lying" and all that. That whole that middle part there was, I thought, was really really good, and it's. And I usually with things like that, I'm normally sitting there thinking, okay, well, I can see what's what you're doing here. Mm. But, you know, I could also see what you were doing five minutes ago and you haven't moved along yet. Yeah. <laughs> but for for this one, I I was really into it. It really drew me in. And I, I, I guess I, I'll come on to it later when we do our final score. But I think the, the two things that really just kept me so engaged with this story and this episode was um peter and jenna's acting yeah i was glued pretty much the whole time and i think that was yeah so i think jenna's acting and that where she's playing two roles and that whole scene was just amazing so um what did you think to um uh kate stewart kate stewart um yeah because of course at the end of the last episode we thought she'd been Zygon fired. <laughs> she was, yeah, she, <laughs> she was Zygonified. Zygonified. Um, and it turns out she wasn't. Um, yeah, I, I, I think again, I think Unit didn't feature as prominently in this this episode, but um, yeah. but they kind of were, their presence was felt. Yeah, Kate's fine. I can't assume, because actually, yeah, no, when we get to the bit at the end with the two Osgood boxes and she's opposite Zygella and they're sort yeah. of just giving each other evils and stuff um th- yeah she was good i mean she did sell the scene to me they both did do you know what i mean i thought you you could see that um 
she was ready to press that button. And if anything, the tables turned slightly because as Bonnie started to sort of come round to the doctor's way of thinking, um, Kate was sort of just ready to press the button, wasn't she? So it's quite nice, actually, the way that she just had enough. and was like, no, right, you've pushed me to the limit. This is the only way to deal with this. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. So, yeah, no, I thought thought she was okay. Yeah. I like the um, I like the 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 twist because we thought in the last episode that she was a Zygon. Mm, yeah, because of her conversations with with Bonnie and stuff, um, and it turns out she wasn't. No, she shot her, didn't she? She, she yeah, she yeah. um, she was, uh, and then she shoots the two guards in this one, and the doc, you know, and she's like. And she reveals that she is, and then uh, that scene where they've got the the Osgood boxes, and and they're going to. I like the progression of her character in that bit as well. If we think back to the day of the Doctor, mm. as soon as their memories are erased, you know they've got the countdown in the background. Yeah, and yeah. the uh, uh, Matt Smith and and Tenet, you know they they sonic up the um uh, that memory eraser scrambler thing thing. yeah yeah as soon as them as soon as her memory is erased and she she can see the countdown immediately she's like cancel the detonation yeah whereas in this one she's more like let's push the button Mm. she's not she's kind of running out of patience (laughs) yeah with people trying to invade the planet she's got to the end of her tether basically yeah so i like the progression there whereas you know before she would have been like in her truest when she's got her senses and her wits about her, she's like, you know, let's not do this. But in this one, she's like, mm, you know, we can't, we can't be having this. Let's push yeah. the button. So I, I like that. And I thought she was, and, um, and we had, uh, repeating her father's classic line as well. Did you oh, like that bit? I did. Um, yeah. I, well, yeah. I mean, it's one of those lines. I don't, I don't know. It shouldn't really it shouldn't be there. If you'd have said to me before they said, Oh, by the way, Kate's going to say five rounds rapid. I would have said, Oh no, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Um, but because of the way it was delivered for me, it worked. I didn't have a problem with it. I don't know about you. I, cause I think she just, when he says, how did you deal with it? And she just says five rounds rapid. I, I thought it was a nice little hark back, but I can see how it might. It is one of those lines. It shouldn't really be done, but yeah, I don't know. It worked for me. I don't know. What about you? I loved it, mate. Oh, good. I, yeah. I, was gonna, I thought you were going to say, oh, no. No, I loved it. I, I, I Initially, because I, same as you, if somebody had said that to me before, mm. I, I would have thought about the um, the cyber brig moment. Oh, and I yeah. Would have, and I would have gone along those lines and thought, oh, no, you can't, yeah. you know, let's just leave it there. However, the way that Gemma Redgrave delivered that line was so sincere Um. I, I just loved it, and it was it was one of those little, it was one of those little. You just couldn't help but smile. Yeah. I don't know about anyone else, but I just couldn't help it. My face was smiling before I knew I was smiling. Um, so I love that line, and and I know there's some people maybe think, yeah, but come on, it's not needed. But you know why not? Why not no. throw in a bit of whimsy now and then? Yeah, it was a, it was a nice hark back, I thought, and it, like you said, it was just it was the way it was delivered. It was just the way it was thrown in. It wasn't done in a sentimental or even trying to. That's the thing; it wasn't even trying to copy no. how the brig had done it. She was saying it as as a sort of um, trib. Oh, what's the word? Tribute? No, but you know what I mean. It wasn't done in a sort of cheesy way. No, she just no. sort of said it, knowing that she was sort of harking back to what her dad had said. So, yeah, for me, I just thought it was a really nice little moment, actually. On paper, it shouldn't have worked, but it, yeah. 
it was sold to me but probably by the way it was done yeah yeah and i like how um and the the thing that also was i thought was cool and didn't spoil it was she she knew immediately that the doctor would know what she meant yes if you know yeah. what i mean it wasn't yeah, just was... a throwaway comment that he was like okay whatever you know he knew exactly where she was coming from yeah, there was a nice little sort of uh, interaction between the two, nice little look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very good. Yeah. Um, so what did you think to um, our rubbery friends, the Saigons? Well, they weren't in it as much this week. They weren't, were they? No. We didn't get, because I, I must admit, when we saw, you know, when they got ambushed last week and we did get a very quick shot of um, quite a fleet of Zygons stood in that room. Yes. And I thought we were going to get a bit more of a Zygon, for want of a better phrase, invasion. This I did think we were going to get to see him a bit more en masse, mm -hmm. doing a bit more. To be honest with you, though, it didn't really bother me because there was a scene near the start where Bonnie sort of turns that poor bloke on the, on the estate. She sort of turns that bloke back to Zygon, but he's sort of in transition. So he's half human and half Zygon. Um, and I actually thought... That guy played it brilliantly, uh, although it's such a small scene and the doctor sort of chased him through the supermarket. But it was qu quite horrific, actually. Yeah. Um, not just the makeup, but the sort of cracking of the bones or whatever it was every time he jerked. And mm -hmm. it was quite scary, I thought. And he didn't sort of go over the top, that guy. Do you know what I mean? I actually thought he looked terrified. He really, really sort of acted it well. Um, and yeah, so awesome. that was, yeah. yeah, I thought he was great. And I just think he's worth a mention because it, in a way it was a sort of inconsequential sequential scene. Like, you know, it was just the doctor and Osgood, wasn't it? And him, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not still not entirely sure what Bonnie was doing with that. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't think she's got time to go around every human. Um, <laughs> was it that he was a Zygon and she was turning him, he was sort of in human form, but she was turning him back or what? I didn't quite get it. All right, yeah. So he was, he was extremely happy, living as a in human form. Yeah, he, yeah. you know, he had, like probably thousands of other Zygons, had accepted the fact that, you know, they were living in peace among humans, and that was it. And she was forcing him to change back outside of his control. Yes, yeah. and he knew because at that point, um, it was all over the news, wasn't it, that there was a Zygon invasion and stuff. She filmed it, didn't she? Yeah. So, it's, yeah. yeah. so it, well, that was all over the news. So he he knew that by changing back into his form, he probably would have been killed. You know, he would have been hunted down. You right. know, so yeah. so he was panicking. He was like, you know, I don't want this. I've lived in peace for for so long. You know, don't do this sort of thing. And and he um, unfortunately, for, for, yeah, he offs himself. Yeah, I was going to say, but for for a bit part actor, considering the short amount of screen time. Didn't you think he was really good? Because I, I, yeah. I thought he was brilliant. He really, he looked terrified. And like I said, it was horrific, all the sort of sound effects and the makeup on him. It re really, I was sat there thinking, oh, this is quite horrific. But I, you know, but loving it, it was, I thought it was ever so good. Yeah. yeah. No, it was yeah. really good. Yeah. Really. Um, I have to say, I mean, the, the, the sort of direction of these two episodes has been pretty good. Um, the only thing I did think is, you know, when they parachute down, mm -hmm. uh, the Doctor and Osgood, and the Doctor's got the Union Jack parachute. Yeah. I, you can only see, like, a tiny bit of it. And I was sort of thinking, God, you know, you go to all that trouble to get a blimmin' Union Jack parachute, and you don't even give it any screen time. Like, like if, if she hadn't have said, 
why have you got a, a Union Jack parachute? Would you have even known? Because you could only see like one bit of it in the in the left hand side of the screen. Yeah. Oh, I, it needed yeah. a big shot of it, like even if it sort of had him running towards the camera with it. it just I just couldn't believe they missed the opportunity. So I know it's a really silly little nitpick, but I was just a bit surprised because we saw all those brilliant publicity shots of him with the Union Jack parachute, and, they, and the Capaldi just looked awesome with mm. that in the background. I'm just surprised they didn't utilize that a bit more because. Yeah, I was looking forward to seeing it. I knew what was coming. I knew at some point we were going to see this thing, um, but you barely saw it. I, I just, I was just a little bit shocked by that. Um, but again, I did love the interaction between the Doctor and Osgood. And can I just say how, as much as I hate the Sonic Shades, can I just say how good Osgood looks in them? <laughs> she, really, <laughs> she really suits those shades. Uh, to be honest, I wish the Doctor let her keep them. Yes, the uh, the infamous. Yeah, Sonic they, shades. they weren't too bad in this, were they? I mean, they get used a little bit, but they weren't too bad, were they? Yeah, they were okay. Mm. Um, they're, <laughs> they're never going to be as good as a, a Sonic screwdriver, let's be honest. But No, they've got um, to go. They've got to go. But yeah, uh, but yeah they, they worked on her. We got to see the Doctor drive in the car, which is um, unusual. We don't get to see him driving that much, do we? That's true. Yeah, somebody mentioned that in one of our... Uh, one of our listeners um and i hadn't thought about it before um, i think uh, yeah. i always think back to the doctor in the you know in the 11th hour when he's driving what do you call those camper vans oh the, the little vw Old camper VW, yeah. yeah that's the sort of member when he was driving that thinking the same thing thinking all oh, the doctor's driving don't yeah. see this very often um, he's not bad at driving either is no he calls london a dump the rude man ah yes what did you think uh, to that oh, i don't know what it was about it was just it, it i kind of yeah, it kind of reminded me more of the Capaldi from Series 8, which I quite like, so I didn't mind it, actually. I was just a bit like, what's that about? Yeah, because I remember when I, um, when I was, the first time I watched it, um, uh, my wife was on the sofa next to me, and she wasn't really watching it, watching it, she was reading or something. And uh, he said that line, and she just looked, she just looked up and just went, oh, it's not wrong. <laughs> just carried <laughs> off reading again. I was like, "What? How can you say that?" But, oh. um, but yes. Um, so Osgood, um, what we thought was two of them is actually Bonnie. Yeah. Well, at the end, yeah, yeah, that's right. Which was a nice little way of rounding up the episode. I thought it was a nice. Um, can we buy that Bonnie's turned good? Low. I, that's the well, only thing. I mean, I yeah, I love the fact that I thought it did tie the episode up nicely that she turned into the second Osgood, but. Because she was the only one that didn't get her memory wiped, so I don't know. I'd be a little bit. I suppose. I suppose one Osgood can keep an eye on her, so that's good. It's it's um, an interesting right as well, yeah. Because the the whole theory that we saw in last week's episode was that the two Osgoods were like um, they were very much the the keepers of the peace. Yeah. If you know what I mean, they were very much about you know not letting anything like this happen. Um, and it's interesting that Bonnie has now gone to one of the other um, Osgoods, um, I'm assuming, to take up this role of, of peacekeeper um, straight after wanting to inflict war, <laughs> mm. um, which is so, yeah, it's, you know, are we buying the whole Zygella's gone good thing? I, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I did. I, I thought it was a really nice bit of writing. I did, I, as I said, I thought it brought the episode full circle, and I, I can buy it. I can buy it because I just think Osgood will keep a keep an eye on her, um, <laughs> if you like. But the the thing is, so we will never know. I don't think if it's human or Zygon Osgood. We just we didn't get an answer, um, and I thought yeah. that would really annoy me because I. I don't like things like that, you know, <laughs> but, but it didn't actually, actually, in some ways, I actually like the fact we don't know because that, that last shot is the two of them walking off and they both use the inhaler, yes. which, which yep. is normally a giveaway that it's a human, but they both used it. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually happy to not know. Um, I, I didn't think I would be, but I am. I'm not bothered. I actually think it. I, I ain't bothered. But I ain't actually, bothered. <laughs> no, I actually think it's a good thing. I actually think it, it, it's in a way it's quite nice to be left that you don't know. Yes. Well, were you disappointed we didn't find out? Um, I was a little part of me was, yeah. Were you initially? Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't thought about it too much afterwards. I'm not. I'm not losing sleep or anything over it. But I was mm-hmm. I, at, at the time. I was a little bit like, oh man. So I is did. she is she human or Saigon or whatever? You know, what's what's going on? So I was I wasn't miffed or anything, but I was a little bit like, oh it would have been cool to find out. But um, I did think we were. I must admit, when she was at the TARDIS, mm-hmm. I did think, Oh, here we go. This is they're finally gonna yeah. tell us. I did think that was coming, but I was yeah. I wasn't disappointed actually. Um I I like the fact she questioned what questions what um TARDIS stands for, and the doctor's like, What? You're my biggest fan, you should know this because mm-hmm. I think I think that's a little throw in line to the fact that I think over the years it's, oh, it's like, um, there's a slight change because uh, it's time and relative dimension of space. But I think time and relatives, I don't know, there's a slight variation on it. So I think that's what they were sort of getting at. Yeah. Okay. So that was quite nice being the biggest fan that she is. Yeah. And it was quite interesting as well that she turned down the doctor's offer. Yes. To, uh, to go traveling because there was a lot of talk wasn't there months ago about osgood being potential companion material see i think she would have gone May- i don't know maybe i'm before. surprised she turned yeah maybe yeah. before yeah maybe before like the day of the doctor time period if he mm, asked her yeah. then she probably would have you know she would have been in there before he could you know get her answer but yeah but maybe that suggests it is the zygon osgood because the real osgood would have jumped in there yeah maybe possibly possibly yeah so I don't think by any stretch we've seen the last of Osgood. No, I hope not. No. I really like I really like the character, as I said last week. But yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love the character. So I hope we see her again. Yeah. And right, let's move on to the conclusion and that wow. wonderful scene. Yeah. Um, with with the Doctor, you know, trying to talk some sense into uh, Bonnie and uh, and Kate. Yeah. So it has to be the highlight, surely, of of this episode. The doctor's it's, speech. It was just a absolutely brilliant piece of writing. Um, and this episode, like, was the, f- the first part was written just purely by uh, Peter Harness. And this one's written by Peter Harness and Stephen Moffat. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to know who wrote what. Um, but whoever wrote, I mean, even if they wrote it together, a fantastically bit of, bit of script um, and brilliantly delivered. I thought Capaldi... There's just no denying. I mean, I think a lot of us have been waiting. We, we've loved Capaldi, but we're really waiting for a moment when he completely shines mm-hmm. as the Doctor. And this, without doubt, for me, was it. 
he just was electric. And you said earlier about not being able to take your eyes off him. I was glued yeah. to the set, absolutely glued to the set. It was, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. It's, it was one of those, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps now. Same. Uh, just yeah. talking about it. But it was so, it was so well written that you completely fell into um because sometimes with actors there there's always that moment where it's like yes he's the doctor but he's also peter capaldi um mm. you know and you know as as much as some episodes pull you in and they're immersive and and that sort of thing it was just one of those moments where peter capaldi didn't exist he was well, 100% literally just the doctor in front of your eyes yeah yeah he just I, I can't explain that bit really in words it's um i, I know what you mean yeah it you just bought it a hundred percent you know it's if you if you'd never seen the show before and you were watching that bit you would probably watch it from now onwards based yeah. purely on that scene because not only was you could I'm, I'm not sure if anyone else saw this as well but it must have been a a complete delight for the other actors to watch him do that as well. Because you could see in Gemma Redgrave's face, Jenna Coleman and the extras and stuff, they were all staring at him as well. So yeah. I mean I know they were supposed to because they're taking in what he's saying and it's it's hugely important what he was saying. But you could tell that, you know, there wasn't much, you know, in terms of facial expression either from those guys. They were taking it all in as well. So mm. I, I can imagine that those you know the people on set and the actors as well they were they were loving it as much as we were um, yeah i was gonna say there was a lovely cutaway shot of jenna just just literally well sorry clara just literally just stood there in awe of the doctor just very like you said just watching him yeah um which yeah really was was fantastic yeah so that was pretty much a master class there in, in if, how to in how to if, if, if you anyone's getting into acting or or any of that stuff then re-watch that scene a few times I wonder how many times he did it. It's one of those, because there is bits where he is literally going ballistic and then coming right back down. And I was thinking, I wonder how many takes, do you know what I mean? Did, did they do one where he was like, okay, shall I do it a bit more? Shall I go a bit, a bit more mad here? Do you know what I mean? I, just, I would just love to see the studio footage of that to see how that, or whether he just did it and that was it. Do you know what I mean? But I can imagine him doing it and saying, okay, do I need to give a bit more here? Shall I go a bit should we do another take where I really lose it? Do you know what I mean? I, I, I've just, it was just phenomenal to, to, to a performance um, like that. I just, just don't know how, yeah. do you know what I mean? I don't know the process of actually getting it to that, that good. It was so moving. I tell you, in all honesty, I have never, ever seen my partner as glued to the set as, the, as then. Yeah, I honestly, I was because I because I'd already seen it once, so I was just watching. Yeah, it was it was just I don't think you could take your eyes off the screen because because the actual script itself was just so resonant uh, with what's actually you know with real life with what's actually going on. I think you couldn't help but be sort of compelled by it if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. I, I just this is the thing. Last week we said there was a lot of relevant, you know, there's a lot of parallels with sort of terrorism and stuff. But it it was quite sort of in your face, but without sort of ramming it down your throat. And I think this week, it was it was rammed down your throat a little bit more, but it was still, I, I still don't think it went over the top. Do you know what I mean? I mean, mm -hmm. that was one hell of a speech at the end, and you could read all sorts into that, but because it, it really does ring true, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but it wasn't done in a sort of cheesy way or anything that it could have been, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I think it 
yeah, just so brilliantly written and so amazingly acted by Peter. And um, and this is like episode eight, so I think we still, you know, to think, I just I just don't know what's in store, you know, when Clara goes. I think Peter's gonna. I'm thinking of that scene where he smashes the console, you know, when he couldn't find Gallifrey. I think we're in for some really, yeah some really good stuff ahead because Peter just showed exactly what he's capable of. And I think he's still got a lot more to show as well. A lot more to come. Don't you? Yes, absolutely. And I'm glad that he hasn't left because like you mentioned earlier, there was a lot of rumors about him just doing the one series and then, you know, and then he's only on for one more. So I'm glad that he's with us for at least another, another series after this, because he has got more, more to show. I think so. It must've been a tough thing to do as well, actually. I mean, you know, even to speak those words, they're so emotional and so, so um, uh, true to life. I think it must have been really hard to, to get in that moment and, mm. and do it. Um, I'll tell you what I did love. I did love seeing the, there was a, one of the Maya helmets in the background. Did you notice that? Oh, in the Black Archive, yeah. In, in the yep. Black Archive. That was, that was nice. I loved like, seeing that just in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, were you disappointed that the two Osgood boxes had nothing in them or do you think that was a really nice little twist yeah I, I wasn't disappointed with that mate no no because it, it if there had have been something in there um it just it wouldn't have had any it wouldn't have had any um implications to the story anyway because no. you know they were never going to push the button well it comes back to what you were saying right at the start of this review about the the doctor knowing mm-hmm. what's going to and that he's already pre-planned that if this scenario arises, which it probably he's already thought it probably will, you know, he's already thought it through, hasn't he? Yeah. Which again is just another brilliant sort of um, characteristic of the Doctor, um, and that's a great, great um, uh, compliment to, to, to the writer as well. You know, just getting the character so right and thinking that is what the Doctor would do—that's mm. solve it. I wasn't disappointed at all. In fact, I absolutely loved it when Bonnie turned round as sort of uh, in her way and just said the box is empty isn't it you know she's just sort of it, she, it's sunk in and she's just like there's nothing in there <laughs> you know yeah, I just, yeah. just like the way she did it because I, I must admit I was so wrapped up in that amazing speech that I didn't see it coming at all I probably should have done but I didn't so when she did that I was like of course there's nothing in there the doctor would never you know that yeah. is what the doctor would do so yeah just a, a brilliant brilliant piece of writing I thought yeah Peter Harness nailed it yeah, For I don't sure. know which the Moffat did. Actually, I, that, I know what I was going to say about the speech as well, um, which I almost forgot. The, I, I wanted to ask you about this because on the first watch, obviously that is so engaging, that, that scene. And on the first watch, I was thrown out by him doing the American talk show, right, fingers on buzzers. And all that. I, th- I thought, oh, no, don't, don't ruin it. Don't go silly. Don't go Matt Smith. Go d- do it serious. And I didn't like it on a first watch. On a second watch, it didn't bother me as much. But I, part of me still wishes it had all been played straight. But I don't know. How do you feel about that? Did it take you out of it a bit with him sort of doing the, the silliness every now and again in, in that scene? Um, I'm not too fussed by it. I, it's, it's hard to criticise that scene because it's so good. Yeah. It's hard to be critical. But it's, um, I think... I think if I'm being honest, I would have preferred the whole thing to have been played straight. Yeah. You know, okay. straight down the line. But um but no, it I don't think it it was quite funny really. Yeah, I was gonna um, say on the second watch it didn't bother me as much. It yeah. did first time it, it kind of took me out of it for a second, which I didn't like. 
I was thinking, oh no, don't do that. Just just carry on, you know, laying the law. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it didn't bother me so much on the second watch. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, like you said, it's such a good scene that it's just I'm not I'm not going to criticise it at all. Yeah, yeah. Righty-o. Um, right, before we move on to our reviews, um, I've looked up on Wiki the whole TARDIS thing. Oh yeah. So there's been a couple of um, there's been a couple of meanings. Um, so the the D in TARDIS um, has been given dimension and dimensions. Yeah. Between classic and and, and newer Doctor Who. Um, in one of the Christmas specials with Tennant, um, the next Doctor, you know, Jackson Lake, he refers to his hot air balloon as the tethered aerial release developed in style. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but the, yeah, but the Doctor in this week's episode uh, gave it another meaning, uh, which is totally and radically driving in space. <laughs> Brilliant. Which I think is, um, is quite cool, but it will never be the original. No, it's not, yeah. not, not as catchy. Not as catchy, is it? Actually, no. Actually, there is just one final thing before we get onto the scores, actually, about the uh, the Doctor's last line um, when he says, I'll be the judge of time, which seemed very prominent. And I mm. just wonder if that's uh, I just wonder if that's got a bit of meaning behind it, because it was um, he says it in a very quiet tone, doesn't he? He's just like he's almost yeah. as if he's sort yeah. of really gone into himself and this thinking and you know um yeah a very nice line i just wonder what that means mm. um that's gonna come come further later on but yeah brilliant i just the whole thing just the way it got wrapped up and everything just fantastic yeah and i like his little his little goodbye to osgood as well saying he's a very big fan yeah it was lovely really nice really nice yeah yeah right yeah reviews whose turn is it first this week mm. um could be me i think we could never remember. Yeah, no, I think it's me. So I will give this a 9.5. <gasps> wow. Mm -hmm. What did you give last week? 8.5. 8.5, yeah. 8.5, okay. Um, I, I think I gave 8.5, if I remember right, for last week. You did? I'm, yep. I'm giving this week 9 out of 10. 9, okay, cool. 9 out of 10, yeah. I'm going to give the overall two-parter um, a 9.5 out of 10. It's fantastic. Um, what are you giving the overall? Yeah, overall, I'd give it a 9.5. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Brilliant. I think the script was was amazing for both parts, but more so than anything, because um, I, initially I thought I'd give it a 9, but on the second watch, uh, Jenna Coleman and Peter Capaldi just, for me, since literally since Peter Capaldi has come back, and to, all I've seen of Clara, those two, in that episode, uh, the inversion, they just absolutely nailed it yeah yeah loved every second that they were on screen yeah i was just gonna say actually the whole cast were, were great in this osgood the unit the scene with the unit soldiers mum just so many great moments throughout this this two-parter yeah the whole cast brilliant but but peter and jenna outstanding yeah for sure right yeah what did you guys think uh, we've got um, quite a few audio reviews in this week and Ooh. we had loads of comments as well on facebook so you guys um yeah, you you went nuts <laughs> Great. this week, which is awesome. So thank you so much for uh, uh, commenting on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and sending in your audio view. So let's kick off with that one first. Uh, this is our buddy, uh, Callum MacArthur. Hello, the Big Blue Box podcast. It's my review of the Zygon Inforsion. Did I think this was a good second part to the already amazing first part? I did those many good standout scenes 
such as the speech that Capaldi did in the Black Archive. It was just fantastic. Jenna's performance in this was just brilliant as Bonnie slash Clara. Jenna does evil so well, can't believe I'm meeting her on Saturday. Jenna Redgrave's performance as Kate was amazing. She didn't really do much in this episode though, but still fantastic acting. Ingrid Oliver as Osgood, she, she's just amazing and kind of becomes the companion in this episode and even gets invited on to the TARDIS. I mean, who would turn that option down? And I'm also meeting her on Saturday too, uh, this is just unreal. Seeing the bit at the end with the two Osgoods is the bit I saw being filmed back in May. I give this episode a 10.5 out of 10, my highest score yet, I believe. See you guys on Saturday. Bye. He's such a show off. <laughs> 10, 10.5 out of 10. That's quite a high rating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. It sounds like he's going to be meeting a lot of people at the festival. Um, all I can say is you're going to be running around like a blue ass fly. You are, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> to get those photo ops in. But good luck. And I, yeah, it's going to be cool. Good to see you. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, on Twitter, uh, we had uh, Pedro the Hoovian. Uh, it's a great episode, uh, good resolution, right pace, right amount of comedy uh, and serious. Uh, 8 out of 10. And uh, Frank and Chris uh, said it was a massive improvement over the previous episode. Mm. Thank you very much on Twitter. On Facebook, Lewis Palmer. Uh, very good. Although a little predictable in some areas, the Zygon inversion manages to be an excellently enjoyable episode. Uh, Peter's best performance in the show so far. Um, uh, what an odd name for a Zygon, Bonnie. Uh, while I do think that part one was better, part two is very strong entry into the series. Uh, and then also went on to say, and who didn't love the five round rapid line? <laughs> uh, chap with the suckers there, five rounds rapid. Uh, Kieran Knight, he said, I honestly loved it from the first watch. The whole cast was brilliant, always engaged despite the long talky scenes. Uh, the story about the Zygon guy who just wanted to fit in reflects real life events and Bonnie was cruel to him. Um, more foreshadowing for Clara's demise and Sleep No More could be good. Uh, most found footage movies are very poor, but this one uh, looks like the exception. Um, no rating from him, but clearly enjoyed that. Tom yeah. Dix. Uh, Peter Capaldi has managed to be the Doctor more than any other in tonight's episode. Uh, a truly fantastic episode that really did show us how broken and damaged the human race really is. I really can't praise it enough tonight. Strong positive words there from tom yeah tom uh, says it's one of the best ever i think yeah uh, let's do another audio clip um this is our cheeky listener uh loopy lou oh hey guys it's louise from loopy land here five rounds rapid <laughs> that was a punch the air moment go kit what a brilliant episode this week i really enjoyed it even more than the first part incredible speech by the doctor capaldi showing his acting prowess in spades Wonderful writing to show him off. More of this, please, writers. Jenna was a great antagonist as Bonnie. Very cool. And the Osgoods ended up being stronger than I expected them to be, which was great. On a side note, I can't remember the last time we saw the Doctor drive a car. It was kind of strange to see. Overall, a super episode. Nine out of ten. Cheers, Lou. Thanks, Louise. And uh, she was really chuffed that she got her review in on time this week. Oh, and so are we. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Paula Cartwright. Uh, I cheered and jumped out of my seat at five rounds rapid. Uh, plus, did you hear Sullivan's gas? No, I didn't. Did you not hear that? No. That was a hark back to uh, old matey. 
Oh, I didn't hear it. I didn't notice that. Yeah. <laughs> Old matey. Um, yeah. yeah, when he was talking about the 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 box that the doctor had supposedly taken that could turn oh, yeah. the Zygons inside out. Yeah. Inside out. Oh, I still hate that thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, uh, sorry, she also goes on to say, uh, Peter Capaldi, wow, uh, the best lines, I'm old enough to be your messiah. Mm, he did um, say he's like 2,000 years old in this, didn't he? He did. The doctor's age is constantly, it's hard to keep track of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, best episode in the last two series. Um, by the way, I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of months now. Fantastic. Oh, thank you very much. Cheers, Porter. Uh, Jeff Waddle. Jeff. Hmm. Oh. What? Oh, is it going to be good? Bad? Jeff's been up and down. Oh, he's been very up and down this series. He says the <clears throat> best story since it came back in two thousand and five. Wow. Capaldi Jeff. was absolutely tremendous. Best performance of any Doctor I've seen. Uh, not as good as Talon's, but easily oh, no. second. Wow. <laughs> he's at a loss for words. So am I, Jeff. Yeah. Wow. wow. I'm so glad you, you tuned in for that five minutes of last week's because Jeff had given up on Doctor Who um, after the woman he lived. And in some respects, I couldn't blame him. But uh, yeah, I'm glad he stuck with it. And he's really loved these last two, hasn't he? So yeah, good stuff, Jeff. Let's hope it long may it continue. Yeah, nice one. Uh, Ryan Anthony, uh, he just starts off with, wow, uh, what a perfect conclusion to an equally as perfect build up. Um, the episode, in a word, is perfect. Uh, the acting from the whole cast was sensational, but I'd say the people stealing the spotlight were uh, Capaldi and Coleman. Uh, the plot was very strong, and the script was amazing. To add to this, I also love that they what they have done with the Zygons, and I'm glad they have finally got a great rounded-off story for, in New Who. Mm. Um, from acting to plot to script, it was all handled perfectly, 10 out of 10. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, uh, he said, at the time of this writing, which was Wednesday, I'm about to travel from the north to London. Not long oh. until the festival. Oh, cool. See you yes. there. Yeah, and he likes the uh, five rounds rapid line also. Excellent. Uh, let's do another audio, audio review. Um, this is our other buddy, Alex Kingdom. Hello, Gary Allen from the Big Blue Box podcast. Sorry, almost got it wrong. Um, it takes a lot of an episode of Doctor Who to make me cry, but this one absolutely managed it. I mean, um, when he was talking to Kate Stewart... And what was her name? The Zygon. I think I'll call her Beryl. Did you get that Geeks handbag reference, Geeks? Hopefully mm, I you did. did. Um, but yeah, it was just so political and fantastic. Uh, it blew my mind because last week I thought, Peter Harness, you did an absolutely fantastic job. This, how is he going to top it off? I was like, there's going to be action, there's going to be explosions, everyone's going to be happy. But this episode was so good, and it wasn't to do with the Zygons, it was humans and Zygons and Time Lords. The one Time Lord that is kind of both human and Zygon. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10, and yes, yes, 20 out of 20 overall. Anyway guys, have a fantastic week, goodbye. Cheers, Alex. Cheers, Alex. And I do get the barrel reference. It's what I called one of my Lego figures in one of my videos. So very well-spotted, young man. Yeah, well-spotted, mate. <laughs> uh, back on Facebook, Sammy Satin. He says, well, I have to say congratulations. She. Sorry? She. Uh, we, I've been meaning to tell you this. For the last three weeks, we keep calling poor Sammy he. It's a girl. It's, oh. it's, a, la it's a lady. It's a lady. So, sorry, Sammy. I noticed that last week and forgot to say she. <laughs> very sorry. Let's see what uh, Sammy Satine had to say. Well, she said um, that congratulations to Peter Harness. Uh, you did it. That was 
Um, absolutely brilliant. Five rounds rapid. Uh, yeah. The Brigadier would be proud, Kate. Uh, love the end with Osgood and that performance by Capaldi in the Black Archive when he was talking about the Time War. I cried. Um, absolutely his best performance and you could tell just how much the Time War affected him. Uh, Bonnie was great and that Zygon in the supermarket that just wanted to live in this place because he felt it was his home. That was heartbreaking. Um, absolutely outstanding. And she went on to say that she watched it at 5.20am. <laughs> uh, which is the ultimate test I'm giving this series. I think the episode has to be gripping enough for me to not fall back to sleep. Yeah, good Very point. cool. Yeah. Um, uh, George Coppen, uh, brilliant second part. Love the Zygons, love the Doctor's big speech. But I, what I really liked about it was that he was fed up with all the fighting and we rarely see the Doctor fed up. We see him angry but never fed up. Uh, eight out of ten. Cool. Uh, Thomas Andrew Evans, what an absolutely great episode. I loved every minute of it. The entire cast were great, and the Capaldi speech at the end was astonishing. Uh, when Kate and the line five round rapid, I had a little fanboy moment as I loved the Brigadier, and uh, it was a lovely uh, reference for him. Uh, nine out of ten. Excellent. Uh, Chris Law, uh, very good resolution to last week's episode. Jenna Common was brilliant as Evil Clara, and Ingrid o Oliver was fantastic as Osgood. Uh, mm. Shame she didn't jump aboard the TARDIS. Nine out of ten. Uh, one more audio review. Um, I actually got two more, but let's play this one. This is our friend from Who Addicts. This is Matt Rowney. Ooh. So, did the Zygon Inversion live up to the incredibly high expectations from the Zygon Invasion? Not quite. Now, don't get me wrong, it was a fantastic episode that I thoroughly enjoyed, but there are a few small aspects of last week's episode that were missing this week, which made me enjoy it a little bit less. First of all, there was the threat. Last week, we had 20 million Zygons who looked threatening, menacing, ready to take over the entire planet, and this week we saw about four, so the Zygons were underused. Second, we had the scale. Last week we saw characters across different parts of the world. The scale was incredible, it was great, it was refreshing. And this week the scale was toned down quite a bit too. Everything else was great. Jenna as Bonnie, Bonnie, was really good. Kate was good, Osgood was great. The Doctor was incredible. He would have had a perfect performance if it wasn't for that bloody American accent he put on. That speech was one of, if the best speech any doctor has ever gave. It was so relatable, so relevant, so incredibly well done. Capaldi's acting was just un... I can't even think of a word to describe, but the American accent was so unnecessary and so stupid. I, I bet you that was Moffat who written that in. Nevertheless, this was a great <laughs> episode. It would have been on par with last week or maybe even better, but sadly a few very important aspects that made me enjoy last week so much were missing this week. So I'm going to give this a 7.5 out of 10. The overall two-parter gets an 8, and I cannot wait to see you guys both at the Doctor Who Festival this weekend. Cheers, Same. buddy. Yeah, looking forward to seeing you. I wonder if Matthew will be bringing his bird that we can hear chirping in the background there. Yeah, had an opinion have, as well. Have you seen his bird? Yeah, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a character. Rightio. Um, let's go back to a few more on Facebook. Um, uh, Nick English. Uh, I love this episode. Every series there seems to be a life lesson that we need to learn from the Doctor. Capaldi was incredible in this episode. Uh, his monologue on how no one wins at war was beautiful and political and just the right amount of preachy. Uh, beautifully written and Capaldi delivered. Eight out of ten. Excellent. Uh, Martin Badwilf. Oh, yeah. uh, short and sweet, so much better than the first part. Um, but he doesn't rate Coleman's possessed acting, though. Oh, really? Okay. Although he understands that she wasn't actually possessed, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Gina Di Gregorio. Uh, 
She says, wow, just wow. Uh, best episode in the series, which is truly saying something, as they've all been outstanding. And seriously, is Peter, if Peter doesn't get a BAFTA or something for this, there is no justice in the world. Um, he really and truly sold it. Um, it was rounded out by an amazing Jenna Coleman. Um, all pretty much flawless, 10 out of 10. And lastly on Facebook, Joe Sweeney. Uh, he says, another really great episode. It was very well written. Uh, series 9 has gotten stronger since The Witch is Familiar. Uh, I thought the Black Archive scene was fantastic. Uh, Peter acting was outstanding, especially in his speech about the Time War. Jenna played so brilliantly as Bonnie and Clara. Uh, Zygon's once again amazing. Glad they weren't underused. Um, I must add that the plane crash on the beach scene sort of reminded me of the fragments of uh, Bison, Tomb, uh, Bison Tomb in the Time of Angels Series 5. Um, this is another solid, solid episode, though, 9.5. Oh, very good. And let's finish up with another audio review. This is our entertaining friend, Jay Kent. Now, Gary and Adam, if I could, this review would just be a minute of overjoyed screaming. That, ladies and Zygon men, is what a fantastic episode looks like. Capaldi delivered the best performance of Dr. Basil Disco I have ever seen. The dialogue was fantastic, and the cinematography was on fleek. Although it left a few questions unanswered, it still had a more than satisfying end. And as a master of puns, I loved the planet line, and it was executed brilliantly. And if the Zygons don't give kids nightmares, Capaldi's smile and American accent will. I will give this episode a strong 9.5 out of 10. I, I didn't just find it as good. I found it as great. Hey, see what I did there? Of course you did. Anyway, I'll see you next time, Gary and Adam. Keep up the great work and have a good show. <laughs> oh, Jay. Can you um, please come to the festival? Just get Matthew to pack you in his case because I really want oh, just wish you were coming, mate. Yeah, cheers, Jay. Anything love your the, comments. Um, yeah, he's always entertaining. Brilliant. Did we have anything on the Geeks handbag page? Uh, yeah, we had a couple. I'll just whiz through these. Um, rightio. So, Paul Burns, he says, fantastic episode. The tie-in with the Day of the Doctor was awesome. And as great as Capaldi was, I have to point out, Jenna as Bonnie was just as amazing. And after all this time, the Doctor still thinks Harry Sullivan is an imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Walker says, the 10-minute dialogue scene towards the end really sent shivers right through me. The writing and Capaldi's performance really complemented each other and make the scene TV gold. Also, the rest of the episode was pure Doctor Who goodness. This is more like it, Harry says. A huge improvement for me on the first part. Quite possibly the best single episode of the series. 10 out of 10, he's given it. Whoa. Okay. Um, Colin Bramwell, Capaldi's speech about war near the end gave me goosebumps, as it did me, Colin. His best acting in the series so far, simply amazing. Paula Black says, five rounds rapid, enough said. I think she means she loves it, yeah. Uh, Jace Howe says, awesome, loved it. Spence Haunton says, best so far, thank goodness, in brackets. <laughs> Stephen Hardy, best of the series so far, and a welcome return to the multi-part format. Okay. And uh, Robert Lifko says, decent conclusion, I think. So he's perhaps not convinced. And finally, Adam Time Lord Fishwick says... <laughs> A fantastic episode, way better than last week. Peter Capaldi at his best. So a few people there saying a lot better than last week, and we we both thought last week was brilliant, didn't we? Mm. So, uh, but yes, yeah, most well, all positive there, no negative, which is great. Which is great. I think it's the first time that pretty much across the board, everyone's loving an episode of Who. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad Matthew from Who Addicts um, 
grew to like it a lot more because otherwise I would have had to have bashed him over the head with my question mark umbrella at the festival. Yeah. I was very <laughs> no, 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 perfectly um, entitled to his opinion. But I'm glad I'm glad he liked it more on the second watch. Yeah, cool. So that was the Zygon inversion review, and um, overall, really, really positive. Let's hope that uh, uh, Series Nine continues down this road. Yes, of awesomeness so far. And I think we will wrap there, buddy. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 64. Nearly got it wrong there. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for um, all of your comments on Twitter, Facebook, and your audio reviews. It really does round off the show um, and makes our day. Love reading out your stuff and, and playing your audio clips. Very cool. Yeah, got some new people sending in audio clips this week, which was lovely. And always great to have our regulars as well. Yes, our entertaining regulars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, trivia. Last week we asked you. Um, at what age was the doctor taken from his family to join the academy and the answer of course was the very young age of eight Mm. Uh, we had max baird on facebook along with nick english on facebook well done guys who scored that one all net uh question for this week um what is the name of uh parallel universe jackie's dog Eh? what is the name of Parallel Universe Jackie's dog. Ah, oh, right, okay. Yes, the Jackie who resides in the Parallel Universe. Oh, yeah. What is the name of her dog? Send us your answer on to uh, Twitter or Facebook and we will read the correct ones out <laughs> next week. Yeah. <laughs> I've just seen the answer, which is why I'm laughing, because as soon as I saw it, I was like, of course. Of course, yeah. Of course. And it's one of those ones where if you can't remember or you don't know, when you hear it, you'll kick yourself. Yeah. definitely so once again i know i say thank you a lot but thank you very much for sticking with us and um, listening through and uh, sending in all your stuff Um, one thing that really helps us out if you guys wouldn't mind if you could jump if you're um, a subscriber on itunes or anything if you could jump on there and give us a review uh, that would help us out massively and we'd really appreciate that Uh, otherwise head over to the facebook page um, sorry head over to the website www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk from there you can link off to facebook and twitter and you can also listen to all the past episodes and all that stuff and also check out adam's um youtube and facebook um pages uh, the geeks handbag some very very cool stuff on there um if you're into sci-fi in general doctor who blind bags unboxing location shoots all of that stuff he's got it all on there cheers buddy it's really cool uh, we will see, hopefully, most of you at the festival this Saturday. We cannot yes, wait. can't wait. Yeah, come up to us, say hello, don't be shy, and um, we'll have a convo about who. Um, we don't bite. We don't bite hard. Uh, <laughs> until next time, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. See you for Sleep No More next week. Indeed. And until then... Uh, and on on day. Day.